like they say, one of my favorite sayings is continual improvement. Yep. I love that. Yeah, uh, me too. <laughs> that's what it's all about. It's not about just up and downs. It's a long haul. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Welcome to Connected FM, a podcast connecting you to the latest insights and ideas in facility management. This podcast is brought to you by IFMA, the leading professional association for facility managers. If you're ready to grow your network and advance in your career, go to ifma.org to get started. And we've just launched an all-new updated SFP credential. This is your chance to become an expert in sustainability and improve the triple bottom line of your organization. Visit ifma.org SFP to learn more. In today's episode, Graziella Chiliano from the U.S. Department of Energy sits down with Greg Lampson from Boston Scientific to talk about energy management and the ISO 50001 Global Standard. Everyone, this is Graziella Siciliano, and I work for the U.S. Department of Energy. And we're so excited to be here at the IFMA World Workplace Conference in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee. So excited to have the opportunity to talk today with Greg Lamson from Boston Scientific on this podcast about one of my favorite topics, energy management. This is really about Boston Scientific and taking it to the next level with ISO 50001. So before we dig in, Greg, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your company and your role? All right. My name is Greg Lamson. I'm the principal facilities engineer with Boston Scientific. We're a global medical device manufacturer, the global headquarters located in Marlboro, Mass. Excellent. At this IFMA conference, we've had a lot of traffic to the Department of Energy booths. Energy management seems to be top of mind for facility managers, and folks are really interested in all of the DOE free resources, and they really want to take their energy management programs to the next level. I know energy is a big topic for your company, for you personally. I'd love to hear a little bit more about where you guys are at right now in terms of energy and your carbon management and what's really motivating and driving efforts at your company right now? Boston Scientific, they're the first medical device manufacturer to make a carbon neutrality commitment with respects to scope one and scope two. Carbon that's neutral exciting. by 2030. Thank you <laughs> that's very quite much. a commitment. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely. So, I mean, that, that's where what drives the whole program. And we've got a pretty tight management team there just trying to reduce energy and reduce our carbon footprint as well. Is that the motivation by setting that carbon neutrality goal part of just internal company strategy or external stakeholders or what's really pushing you guys to set these ambitious, <laughs> ambitious targets? Yeah. So Boston Scientific, they're a great company to work for. They care about their employees. They're also, they're here for the environment as well. You know, trying to be as green as possible. Seeing the carbon neutrality commitment, that was just another notch in Boston Scientific's belt. Well, that's great. That's really great to hear. So you got all these people and all these facilities. You're all over the world, I assume. And you've got these big goals. How do you go about getting all of your facility managers and all your leadership at all those levels moving in the same direction towards that carbon neutrality goal? It's a big undertaking to change the way you do things or improve the way you do things to meet a goal and get a whole organization to move in the same direction. Yeah, it's a, uh, a top-down approach, definitely. Everybody's, everybody's performance metrics are tied to these goals. We have 
social sustainability goals as well as environment. So it comes from the top down. And then we just, we have a global facilities and utility management team. We meet every month, every other month. And that's how we stay in contact. We do community practice, just lots of knowledge sharing. It's definitely a great resource. Yeah, you know, it's it's pretty important when leadership is not only setting ambitious goals, but also empowering folks to move with those goals and mm. the crit critical piece. I know you guys also have implemented the ISO 50001 energy management yeah. citizen standard. How does that play into your strategy for coordinating across the organization and ISO 50001 global standard? We are 9,001 certified in our manufacturing sites were 14,001 certified, the majority of our sites. And so 50,001 was just another way to, to continue on with best practices. It's certainly energy management is going to be our key focus on try or our key tool to implement the carbon neutrality. We have basically three pillars of that, if you will. We have cut, convert, and compensate. Okay. Uh, those are the yeah. three basic tools to energy management. So cut, cut the energy use. Right. Just reduce <laughs> energy use, implement uh, more efficient equipment, better better sequence of operations, better controls, convert. We're trying to decarbonize all of our yep. sites. So we're moving away from natural gas towards renewable energy. And then finally, the last step, the one we want to implement the least is to compensate. And I believe as we get closer to that 2030 date, we may have to do some of the compensation and purchase some offsets. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate the ordering though there. It's offsets as a last resort. I mean, it really sets you up to take advantage of what's available technology-wise. And so hopefully innovation moves at your pace and can meet your needs. But yeah, certainly understand the need to consider offsets as part of the, of the strategy. So you guys have all this experience with ISO management systems, so you're familiar with the structure of managing change in the organization. So it's part of the language that you guys speak. Um, but was it challenging to implement, even with the familiarity that you guys had? Was it challenging to implement well, the standard? What did it take? Did it take a long time? <laughs> we were actually able to accomplish it in just about 11 months. Oh, wow. Uh, Marlboro was the first site in the U.S. to be ISO 50001 certified. Oh. But we had a lot of experience behind us. Our sites in, in Ireland and uh, Kra, yeah. they were all ISO 50001 certified too. So they, they built the, man, the, the energy manual. Oh, excellent. And then you know, we just basically worked. We had a four team or four site operation going. So we, there was Marlboro, Massachusetts, Quincy, Massachusetts, Spencer, Indiana, and Dorado, Puerto Rico. So it was a four team effort and we were able to rely on each to make things move a little bit faster and certainly being able to utilize all the tools that have been put in place. Yeah. It really allowed us to meet our goal. Yeah, leapfrog. Why reinvent the wheel when you've got your friends in Ireland that have tested out an approach? So that's really great. That's really great. We do know a lot of European companies have do 50,001. They have a lot of incentives in Europe, financial incentives from government and all that wonderful stuff that we don't quite have set up yet in the United States. Yeah, definitely. But it's interesting because we are seeing a lot of companies voluntarily take up 50,001 in the United States because they see the benefits of that from the European sites. So through internal best practice sharing saying, hey, this is something to really consider for the whole company. So it's great. And maybe we'll have incentives for that one day. That would help. That would certainly help. Absolutely. 
You guys, even probably before the 2001, you were managing energy, right? What were some of the incremental benefits that like the management system, ISO 2001 approach brought to your business? Prior to, to the 50,001 certification, our energy management was more of an ad hoc type situation. Being the facility engineer, I'm able to log into the building management system and review how the, all of our HVAC systems, all our critical systems are operating. But it wasn't strategic at that point. It just, I'd log in, oh, some pumps are running when they shouldn't <laughs> be, or uh, controls yeah. weren't exactly the way they should be set up. So it wasn't as standardized. With the 50,001 program, it certainly allows us to have more of that, that uh, say what you do, what you say type attitude yeah. about it. And the documentation really uh, assists. Yeah, it's, we work with a lot of companies, the Department of Energy, and one of the exciting parts of the job is working with these amazing energy champions. At, at they're fantastic folks that even without leadership buy-in are able to just use their pure will and charisma to get things done. But the sad thing is when they leave and then there's, it's, that was Jane's thing, and I don't know where those that stuff is. So documentation just for like continuity management when you have staff transitions to keep things moving is is super helpful, even though it sounds like super boring. Documenting well, and energy manual and standard operating procedures, and it seems like overkill, but it really helps with managing the risks of staff moving on or staff new staff coming in and getting them up to speed. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The thing that I find I struggle with as I go is I'll just see an issue and focus on it and correct it. We'll see the energy consumption, those numbers. Every month we do the review and whether they go up or down, typically they go down, but the documentation part was always like a kind of a tough point for me. Just being yeah. the engineer, I want to get it done. Like uh, you want to get it done and got to move on to the next right, challenge. Right. And I got to write takes, down everything down. <laughs> exactly. The longer it takes, the less energy you yeah. save. So, but that, that is the process, as you said, it, being able to have that continuity between one person to the next and all the documentation that comes with ISO 50001, it's critical to the program success. Oh, excellent. Excellent. What are your next steps? Are you guys going to be doing more of this at your facilities or? Energy, the ENMS, you know, it's an ongoing process. We're always trying to improve the program, implement more efficient equipment, but in general, just improve the program. Yeah. It's ongoing. Like they say, one of my favorite sayings is continual improvement. Yep. I love that. Yeah, uh, me too. <laughs> that's what it's all about. It's not about just up and downs. It's a long haul. Yep. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, so absolutely. One, one of the most important tools that I use is the ISO 50001 energy footprint tool. There are the yep. DOE energy footprint yeah. tool. I find that is probably the most important tool I have. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Excellent. I know all my colleagues that created that tool are going to be very happy to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had between the DOE and Georgia Tech, I had uh, the opportunity yeah. to work with those guys as well. And it is, it's quite a powerful tool. Yeah, we do at Department of Energy have a lot of resources on 50,001 because um, we did see a need. A lot of companies that we work with had that ad hoc approach and there were opportunities, money being left on the shop floor and that kind of stuff from potential energy savings. So we really invested a lot to help develop the standards, but also tools to translate a wonky standard into steps and tools and description and worksheets to make it easy for U.S. industry to take this standard up and run with it. Mm. So we're really excited when we get to talk with someone that has <laughs> really emulated that and taken it to the next level and really implemented it across the country. I want one last question for you. 
your medical device manufacturer, you've had success with 50,001. What would you say to other facility managers here at IFMA? We have folks managing soccer stadiums and office buildings and just the widest array of functions of buildings. What would you say to them? Do you think 50,001 could help them? You think it's useful for them and their particular need? From what I see, I don't see that it works for everybody. Some of these smaller sites, lease sites, I think it's more difficult. It's definitely yeah. more challenging to yeah. try and do an energy management program. But if you're owner operated or you have a large network, I think it's definitely a better tool for you. Better. Yeah. Fit. Absolutely. Yeah. Excellent. Greg, thanks so much that for taking pleasure. the time to talk about my favorite topic, energy management. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thanks so much for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast and don't forget, go to ifma.org slash SFP to start your sustainability learning journey. That's ifma.org slash SFP. We'll see you soon on the next episode. Connected FM is a production of the International Facility Management Association. If you want more great content, be sure to check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash IFMA Global.